And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of the Box Office Report Show. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Larry Chili Boy Chilson. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It is not going well, Ooh. Larry. Ooh. <laughs> Larry. Y'all oh lucky my we're god! We're even here with this mess. This people. This is the like the third show straight where like I've had issues connecting. Guys, I am on like my fourth laptop. <laughs> like my fourth laptop and uh, every time i get a new one it's not like these things are cheap but every time i get a new one something is wrong with it something just something is wrong with it he's struggling y'all let's go down the list last year i got a laptop in december the issue with that laptop is that it kept shutting down just randomly shutting down so i got a new one I went to Best Buy. I get this Chromebook. I'm like, oh, this laptop looks great. They have it all in the, you know, those, you know, when you go to Best Buy and it's all, uh, it's, you know, and you go to the whatever and it's like right there, like the first thing you're supposed to see is like an advertised of like a new laptop and it was brand new, just released laptop. I bought it. I come home, this shit is the worst thing I've ever had in my life. The Chromebooks are just absolutely terrible. Don't ever get a Chromebook. Ever. I forbid. And then I go from a Chromebook to this laptop. I have an HP laptop, brand new, made three months ago. No, released three months ago. And now, every time I try to record, the Wi-Fi just suddenly goes out on the laptop. (laughs) I'll use the laptop for like an hour, no issues on the Wi-Fi. As soon as I press record, just an absolute disaster. So I'm at at my wit's end, dude. I don't know what else to do. Do I get another laptop? What do I do here, Larry? What would you do? I just just, uh, keep using my data on my phone every single time I have to record. What would you do, Larry? Lie down and die. I mean, you might you might be right because this what is going on? I am out another seven hundred dollars. Oh mm. man! Can this them little is... geek squads help you or something? Shit. I have no idea. I guess. I mean, I can try, but fuck. Can I just get a laptop and it works? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> how you? How are you, Larry? What's going on with you? I guess it's been a long. Ty, I think this has been our biggest drought of box office shows <laughs> since we started this whole thing. What's going on? Explain to the people. I don't know, I don't know what's at? happened. I mean, we, we've had some movies to talk about. I don't know what has happened with us on these little Sundays and ish, but well, partially you and your laptop suck. <laughs> oh my God. Um, these laptops, no, it's man. good. I just... There's lots of editing. Thank goodness. Actually, it's kind of nice that movies have taken a little bit of a break because my TV schedule has been mm-hmm. so wild recently for the first time in forever. So thanks, cinemas, for chilling out, letting me breathe. I know. I figure out what to do with these TV. We do have like some releases to go through before we get into the weekend. Um, I guess the main thing would be when we uh when we our last show was September was Labor Day weekend and it was for the Equalizer three. Uh and then after that we had small things like uh the haunting in Venice. The Nun two did thirty two million, which is eh, not bad. How did you re- react to that number? Fine. It's I fine. thought the number was fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like some people had in their mind that the nun two would be able to match the first nun. I knew mm-hmm. that wasn't gonna happen. I mean, that first nun's numbers was like just, a juggernaut. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. And mm-hmm. especially when you look at what the nun two has done since. I mean, it's done really well yet again. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and then we had like a couple of weeks later, we had uh, Paw Patrol, Saw X, and the Creator releasing. Ooh. Dwayne was mad than a mug, y'all, when that Paw Patrol <laughs> 22 million. Oh, Jigsaw and Jigsaw took the number one. 
18 million for my boy Jiggy. And then the creator just absolutely, positively flapped. Just um, really disappointing regarding the creator. I haven't, man. It's nuts. It's been nuts, dude. uh, What was the last movie I saw? I think it was. Might have been The Exorcist. Exorcist. Was it The Exorcist? I've been watching a lot at home. Like Hannah. I'm on my Hannah bullshit. Oh. But <laughs> and that opened to twenty six million. Yeah, that opened to twenty six, which I thought it was pretty solid. But people yeah. were calling it like, I mean, I don't know what y'all expected. That's just, just believer. I was like, yeah, people 26. think it was gonna do Halloween twenty eighteen. I don't think that's so. nuts. That is nuts. Like, Why? People thinking with some of these movies, <laughs> is, I don't know. Some people just be, I don't know what they think when they're like expecting these office. movies to do. Like what? Exorcist has never been like that. What are we like? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I feel like mid twenties to thirties is good for most of these horror movies. Like, it's good. I agree. It's a good. Opening. I agree. And the then only when we get to like Exorcist is they spent four hundred million to grab this damn IP. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they still got two more movies. So you know, whatever. But I'm mm. like, ooh, yeah. So it's like, I mean, my my reaction to Exorcist doing what it did. Was I think we got we start to get a little celebratory when it comes with horror when it gets past like thirty million, like when they're in the twenty when they're in like mid twenties like okay you know pretty good but when it gets past like thirty and then that's why I like Scream, uh six with like that forty million dollar opening that's when you get like oh that's really impressive and then Megan you know Megan doing what it did I think Smile what did did Smile do last year actually watched Smile yeah I actually watched Smile earlier today so um. Yeah, I think that's when we get kind of like, oh, okay, this is this is great. You know, this is like a really, really great opening for horror. But most well, of the time, horror... Exorcist also had to change dates last minute. Oh, yeah, last minute, too, which was It was, was supposed ridiculous. to come out this weekend uh, mm-hmm. and try to capitalize on Friday the 13th. And then, mm-hmm. you know, somebody came in and said, nah. And so yeah. Exorcist was like, oh, let me move. Let me run off uh-huh. and get out a little week early. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Saw X too. Going back to that real quick, it's actually been having a really solid like hold. You know the the drops haven't been too insane. Like last yeah. week was fifty seven, which is not terrible. Usually for horror, it's worse than that. So yeah. I think uh, I think that's been doing okay. And then Exorcist. I mean, we can get into this weekend and how it did. But I mean, come on now, it was going up against the absolute machine. And we'll get into that. So that is we'll get to Saw, but Saw had an amazing hold this weekend. Yeah, so that's gonna be on the docket today. We're gonna go to the top five of the uh of the weekend. And then after that, we're gonna get into some early tracking notes, specifically the Marvels. We gotta talk about it, Larry. Don't we gotta do it. We gotta be Why? fair. Why? We got to cheer on a black female director. What nah, are we doing? We gotta, I agree. Hold on now. I agree. <laughs> I, nothing, nothing, nothing but success and prosper for Nia DaCosta. But listen, if we gotta go hard on Blue Beetle and this <laughs> and that, we gotta be fair and got, talk about the marbles. They just it's Hannah okay, refuses to talk. Every time I bring it up on in the chat, <laughs> Hannah, Hannah refuses to talk about it. And I just, it's okay. I'm, DC fans, be ready because I'm gonna still get a dig in at y'all uh, when no, we hold get on there. Now. Hold be on, ready. Hold on now. <laughs> All right, let's get into the top five of this weekend. We had the opening releases of Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour film, I guess. Uh, and then we are looking at the weekend of October 13th, 2023. Let's get it, Larry. Number one. Yep, coming in at number one. It's not actually a movie at all. Um, <laughs> an, event, an event came in at number one. Somebody, some little blonde girl decided to release, you know, her little YouTube video of her singing or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, at number one, we had Taylor Swift, The Heiress Tour, which brought in $96 million in its opening weekend of release. Added to that is $32 million as an international release, bringing its worldwide debut up to $128 million. This is obviously... 
not only a record for concert film opening weekend, I'm pretty sure just in this single weekend, it's beaten the entire runs that held the record for biggest run of a concert film, which I believe was Justin Bieber. Uh, mm-hmm. Never Say Never that made like 70 something million its entirety in box office. So she's mm-hmm. already broken all of the concert movie records in a single weekend. Are you surprised by the 96? I thought it was going to be a lot higher for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Because of. I don't, so that's part of it is they were really. I don't I don't know if they just couldn't. They didn't know how to gauge this because pre-sales were so nuts mm-hmm. that they didn't know how to gauge how to track this. But mm-hmm. again, we always say this with these kind of films. Obviously, this is a huge number, but her fan base is huge. Like she's the biggest star in the world right now, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Of course, her fans are going to rush out to the theater, but anybody not part of that fandom is not going to pick up a ticket at the door. You know, like, so all the pre-sale is all it's going to do. No, Nobody's walking up and saying, what should we watch today? We're going to pick Taylor Swift if they come to the movie theater because that's, you know, it's only her fans are coming. So, or maybe people who are like kind of fans. Uh, but the audience is still somewhat limited to a specific group of people and i think maybe that's what tracking didn't take into consideration so they took those pre-sale and and kind of treated it like a normal movie and thought okay as we get there it's going to have a bump in sales and it didn't so it kind of stuck at 96 yeah i thought but i thought even with like the amount if you go into the amc app on like friday thursday even the amount of early they had like it was like avengers level oh two o'clock two fifteen two thirty three you know what i mean like two forty five three o'clock three thirty i was like oh my god like what are these times it was like my theater near me oh. had almost had almost like 20 screens of just time uh for taylor swift and i was like this is gonna be insane and then when you look at the tracking I thought it was going to skew into well into the 100s, but uh, 96 still is really strong, like really, really strong. But uh, I guess leading up to it, I was expecting a much, you know, we had these apps crashing and stuff like that. So um, I was looking for a much wider debut, given how much hype was leading up to this weekend, you know, so I don't know. So yeah, and obviously I think the screen thing, you know, them doing all those screens, partially it's because there's nothing else out. That's the only thing making money. So, you know, they just took screens away from everything to give to this. It's the big event of the the season, really, not even right, just the weekend, right. the whole season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, tracking had us believing it was going to threaten Barbie for the biggest opening of the year, that it was going to be, you know, threatening for the biggest movie of the year. Mm-hmm, and that's not mm-hmm. the case. And obviously, by the time it's over, it's you know it's going to be nowhere near catching like Barbie and Oppenheimer and them at the worldwide box office. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's still an amazing opening. Ninety six million is you know of obviously course, all the course. rest of the movies on this list wish they could open to what she just did. But um, you know, the one thing I do like about this, I'll say. As I'll give it mm-hmm. to her, especially as we continue to go with SAG, I love that she did not make a deal with any of the studios and just went straight to the theaters and said, yeah. "All right, we're cutting a deal, me and you. No studio mm-hmm. involvement, no outside involvement. I love mm-hmm. that the studios aren't getting a drop of this money. <laughs> it's only the movie theaters Brought and Taylor Swift who are getting the money." <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm like, "All right, girl, that's how I'm glad to hear that." Um. And obviously, it's you know, she didn't do it. To, I don't think to slight the the studio. She did it for her own benefit because they gave her more mm-hmm. money. Um, but it still makes me happy. Any any time we can yeah. stick it to these studios because they are playing too damn merch still. Um, <laughs> the better. Uh, so did you? Were you able to sneak into one to a showing this weekend? I was oh, absolutely no. not. No, I I that. stayed. I have not stepped foot in a movie theater. No, mm-hmm. no, man. I started seeing prayer circles, and I'm like, "Yo, this is getting crazy, man." That like, midsummer ish, that midsummer like ritualistic 
type of stuff. I saw I saw videos like people jumping from jumping from chair to chair and Okay, listen, I can't some even people imagine. are trying to defend. And some people I really like, some of my friends, they're defending this mess. Look, nobody's saying. We knew they were going to sing and, you know, kind of dance. And, you know, yeah, everyone expects yeah. that at a concert film or even a mm-hmm. sing-along. You know how the Disney does sing-along. No. What these Swifties were doing at the movie theater is beyond. Like, it is not just singing along to the music and kind of bopping. And you, no, no, no. These people Why are we in a player circle. Cool. What's going on? I, uh, <laughs> so one of my friends on Instagram, I saw their story and they were like, oh man, nobody really did anything. Nobody really stood up and cheered and sang and everybody was kind of in their seats watching it. And I was like, I mean, that's fine. But then I kind of understand. Like, it's a concert film. You want to, like, be yeah. with an audience and, like, kind of, like, sing or whatever. You know, it kind of reminded me at San Diego when they were – did you you didn't go to the Little Mermaid no. sing-along. <laughs> no, I wasn't there. But, like, people were watching the movie, but no, it was supposed to be a sing-along, but nobody was really singing along. There was, like, a few people singing the songs. And I feel like that's what her experience was like. And uh, I was like, you know, I feel like there has to be a happy medium. Because I don't want, like, that of, like, just nobody doing anything. Like, let, let's have fun. Let's stand up and watch it like we're watching the concert, but just relax. It, so it was either that, nobody doing anything, or the absolute <laughs> ridiculous not balls-to-the-wall mosh pit oh, shit that I saw on TikTok this week. I was like... Ooh, somebody brought in a Travis Kelsey cutout <laughs> to the movie theater. So I, one of the at little that point, snatched that cardboard Swift board <laughs> up and was running for their life away from the movie theater employee. At that point, I was like, when you get into like the prayer circles and the bouncing on the chairs and the crying and on the, the floor, cr- yeah, and the bum rushing people and like, man, we gonna have to fight. Like we go, you ain't gonna be hitting me and bumping me, and like I'm trying to sit and y'all are in a prayer circle, and we got like it's just, <laughs> it was just too much at that point. That point, it was just way too much, and so there should have been a happy medium, you know, yeah. concert like experience. But let's relax, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just uh, yeah, so I just I, I was not trying to get out there in the theater this week. No, was like, nah. it was too much, too much for me. I was like, look, I've seen everything I need to see right now, anyway. Mm. Plus, any single on look, I'm not one too much for the single on stuff. It's not for me, you know. You, well, I'll leave that to kids. They like to sing along. It's not for me. I, I don't want to hear this off key patron two seats down hollering. I want to hear Halle Bailey sing the damn music, not you. Um, so it's not, but the other thing is, look, if you're in one of them theaters where they were acting a straight plum fool like that, you know damn well the theater next to them had to hear that bullish. Like, there's no way the way that some of these folks were acting in these TikToks, the whole the whole block was hearing them acting crazy. So you're sitting yeah. here trying to get scared and like saw eggs or exorcist believer, and then suddenly you hear people screaming and crying in their prayer circle next door. Like that's too much, y'all. It's too much. But I'm happy for look, especially what I do love. I'm happy for people who couldn't afford the madness that was that Taylor Swift concert this summer, you know, tickets going for thousands of dollars, nosebleeds. That's what I do appreciate. Mm -hmm. And same thing, you know, Beyonce's doing her tour later. She didn't go to a lot of cities. Tickets were wild for these concerts. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's what I appreciate is, you know, these kids and these people who, who get to see the show that didn't get to go out this summer, but chill. Bruh, chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, parents, Bruh, chill. teach your kids how to act. That's the first thing. Teach these little Swifties, 13-year-olds, how to act. They don't need to be doing prayer circle. I agree. Mm-hmm. 100%. I agree. Keep that uh, shit for right. your bedroom. Like... <laughs> all right. With that being said, let's get into our number two of the weekend. Let's get it. 
All right, so holding holding pretty strong at number two is The Exorcist Believer, which brought in mm-hmm. $11 million in its second week of release, dropping 58.5%. That brings The Exorcist sequel up to $44.9 million domestic and $84.9 million worldwide after two weekends in theaters. Uh, yeah, I think this is... Uh pretty solid i thought though this hold is not bad i uh i think you know it's about that time of the year it's october it's still you know spooky season so people are still trying to get a little scared so i think 11 million going up against taylor swift only dropping 58 percent. i think that is solid enough you know so i'm all yeah. I'm, I'm good i'm good with that and i think they definitely made the right choice uh moving up a week even though, you know, it was so last minute that they had to change everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Uh, y'all know it makes me sad. What? What makes you what sad? Is? <laughs> it was my what? computer. Go ahead. <laughs> um, no, as a horror fan, it still, <laughs> it still makes me sad that Swift robbed us. We finally get a Friday the 13th in October. And Taylor Swift yeah. said, nah, y'all ain't getting a horror release on yeah. that. She yeah. robbed our ass of the horror weekend experience. We finally got this this in October. But again, I mean, I guess maybe that's why they decided prayer circles. They were like, look, we're going to turn this into a horror festival here on Friday the 13th. We're going to be the... midsummer for real, for real. Here's the thing. It's like, I'm a bummed out that you know, we didn't get our horror movie on Friday the 13th, but I mean, we wasn't going to get a good one, you know, so it's like, I mean, you might've been bummed out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the like, theater, you're going to be bummed anyway. Yeah, so I'm a little indifferent. So I'm like, I mean, yeah. All right. You know? So yeah, I don't know. And what's Initially, left, right? I was Five annoyed. Nights at Freddy's is the last horror, right? Yeah, and I was excited about that until this rollout for for like the press uh, press screenings. It's like the what is it? The embargo is like oh, the, the day of. The press screening <laughs> and, uh, is like the Wednesday. You know, I hate press screenings that are Wednesdays before the movie. Like I might as well just wait until the day up. I don't know. It's like I love me a press screen. I know it's gonna sound really selfish to me. Oh, Dwayne, you get to see a free movie, but I, I get it. Like. I love, I love a press screening like a Monday or Tuesday. It feels like I'm actually, okay, you're getting an actual access to a movie before everyone to get your thoughts out. Wednesday is like, really? What am I going to do with Wednesday? You know? <laughs> but like, yeah, so that's when, that's when, that's when it, it uh, it's the press, it's a press screening for that. So I'm a little worried about the movie itself. So I don't know. But what I love is not, a, when he says day of release, he said Friday. Is when the embargo releases, not Thursday. They said, "Don't you review this ish till Friday when it comes out on nuts. Peacock." Nuts. So absolutely nuts. So really, absolutely the press screening nuts. is pointless because people who see it on Thursday, they're not going to be embargoed. Mm-hmm. People go into the movie theater and just watch it on their own. I mean, so what's <laughs> the point of the press screening? Nobody, you can't even review it until Friday. Until people have already started watching it, I mean, it's it is pointless. But yeah, Exorcist, <laughs> Exorcist, good job, I guess. Uh, a good hold, especially after the first weekend. You know, a lot of people were not happy with this movie, so mm-hmm. for Ew. it to hold under sixty percent, particularly against Taylor Swift. Oh, here's one more thing: Cinema Score. Who's running Cinema Score over there? Because what's the, point? what's the what, point what? of ha- sending your little employees out and having them do a cinema score for Taylor Swift concert? That was oh, the dumbest God. I ever heard. I, why is there a Rotten Tomatoes for that? Like, what are we doing? For, of course it's I, A+. Plus. But I saw I saw the Rotten Tomatoes, and I was like, somebody was like, it's 100%. I was like, what the hell are you, what, what, what are you critiquing? The shots? What are you critiquing? <laughs> it's a concert. I don't know, it, dude. It's just so that's weird nuts. Thing. Like if it was it's a documentary about the concert, sure, review it, make a movie. What? Yeah, yeah you're not a music critic. 
like what are we doing like yeah i agree it's just <laughs> people are treating this like a film doing cinema score doing rotten tomato somebody was like how come one of the best reviewed and biggest movies of the season oh, of the year only has 18 <laughs> reviews on it and i'm like because who's what's there to review like it's not a film That's what i'm saying what are we reviewing her perform i don't know dude it's just it's weird, weird. like <laughs> great cinematography costumes top <laughs> tier like what what the, the plot what what are we going to say about the plot uh th- there's the no plot, plot. <laughs> no plot at all what about what about her character arc from like the right? opening like, song to the-, <laughs> the script is there a script um uh, the editing what what are we doing and then cinema score goes out I could have told you it's going to get an A plus. It's her damn fans. <laughs> of course, they said A plus. They're excited for her concert. Why? What? Why are we doing a cinema score? I don't understand. It's just it's baffling, scary. baffling. Um, but sorry, that tangent came from the Exorcist believer getting a bad cinema score and people being <laughs> pissed leaving that movie theater. So for it to hold under sixty percent. I think it's pretty good. Um, mm. We'll see. Oh, God. David Gordon Green, though. Yeah, listen. Don't give him the sequels. <laughs> I don't think there needs to need be any. Sequels. I don't even know why that's, like, a thing. What is going on with this? Like, we're going to announce three. <sighs> like, the Strangers? Like, I don't know. Oh my like, God. the Strangers completely... I don't know. It's just weird. What's the and other it's series called... they're giving David Gordon Green that series? What's the other one? It's another iconic series that he was just, he's announced and tied to. I'm like, what? Who made him the Wait, de facto really? reboot? On. It's not Freddy or Jason or anything. Oh it's like. God. Who was it? It was just, um, I think it was Tyler who just brought that back to my attention. Jordan Green, upcoming. Let's take a, I'm just going to wing it. Hopefully this shows it. Oof. No, I see Exorcist. I see it's Halloween like a... ends. Okay, uh, I don't see anything. The risk of rebooting. Lord. Yeah, I don't see anything. Okay, maybe that was wrong news, but listen here. <laughs> we, He don't need to be a part of these Exorcist sequels either. I agree. No, no. I don't think there needs to be one, but I also don't want it. Like, why? It's going to be called Exorcist Deceiver. Whatever. I don't know, dude. So, uh... <laughs> like right, number three. <sighs> Yeah, no. Okay, number three. I don't have much to say about this one, but go ahead. All right, at number three, <laughs> we have Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie, which brought in $7 million on its third week of release, dropping only 38% in that third weekend. That brings the Paw Patrol 2 movie up to $49.8 million domestic and $126.3 million worldwide. Ah, uh, solid. Great. I don't know. I, I know Dwayne <laughs> is shook seeing this little Paw Patrol. Listen, oh, I knew it though. I texted into it one of my group chats because I went on, mm-hmm. um, I think I had to wait till Friday to see Saw X. And so I went to the movie theater. Yo, there were so many families there. And uh, AMC mm-hmm. did the little, how they did with the turtles. They did a Paw Patrol bucket with the little hat so you could have like the little doll oh, masks God. and stuff. These well, kids were running around with these masks on, holding. I was like, damn, they made hella money off of these little popcorn buckets because every single kid I saw had one and they were everywhere. So I was like, oh, yeah, Saw, it's going to about to be <laughs> whopped by this damn Paw Patrol based on my movie theater alone. Shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, it's still holding on pretty solid, too. And I keep forgetting that it's actually in theaters, but hey, great number. Well, yeah, and I think the first one did okay. It did like twelve million, but it also released on Peacock the same day. So obviously, for a family movie about that skews that young, I know me as a parent, I would be like, "Oh, let's watch the new Paw Patrol here on the couch." I don't want to take you to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, they didn't release it on streaming. They released it just to movie theaters, and we saw a big bump. That Paw Patrol that's been popular for a long time, hasn't it? Yeah, it like has. Paw Patrol oh, yeah. has been. Like, I think I told the you this story about for when a I, long time. I think I told you like when I used to work at a when I used to work at Party City, like Paw Patrol and Frozen were like the two the <laughs> two like I mean, it was nuts. It was absolutely These kids nuts. love that damn Paw Patrol. I don't understand. They do. 
They, they love that little Paw Patrol, that damn copaganda for the children. Um, all right, well, good on them, I guess. <laughs> good on them, I guess. Um, all right, number four. Let's get it. What do we got? All right, coming in at number four, the best hold in the top five. We have Saw X, which made $5.7 million in its third weekend of release. That brings the 10th film in the Saw franchise up to $41.4 million domestic and $71.3 million worldwide, only dropping 27% in its third week. Yeah, I think this is uh clearly this is the movie, the horror movie for October. And I think the word of mouth has been helping this. Uh 27% is really good. Uh it lost a couple of theaters too, but I think this is really solid for Saw X week three. Let's get it. I, I hear they're gonna be announcing Saw XI <laughs> soon. So uh we'll see what happens. Because what's the worldwide for this right now? Uh, the worldwide for Saw X is seventy one point three right now. Not bad. See, that's pretty. I think that's. Pretty, and I heard the good. budget is what fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So they're definitely going to be announcing it soon. So we'll see what happens. I think this is really, really solid. So um, all yeah. right, let's go. Especially ahead. Yeah. with the critic scores and the perception, yeah, this is a huge win for Saw franchise after those last few. <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely. So um. All right, let's go to our fifth and final from the top five. All right, coming in at number five is The Creator, which brought in $4.3 million, a 31% decrease in its third week of release. That brings the Gareth Edwards sci-fi film up to $32.4 million domestic and $79.1 million worldwide. All right, I think that's pretty good. The creator, actually, no, it's not. What am I talking about? Sorry. Yeah. I mean, thirty-one percent is pretty good. I I don't know. It's just, man, this uh, this this worldwide is tough to look at, man. Thirty-two million. No, that's the total gross domestic. What is it at worldwide right now? So the worldwide is only at seventy-nine point one. And I saw today the budget was eighty million, which is not even a a crazy budget. Oh, it's actually it's a great like, budget for this kind of movie. Oh man, it's but um, it hasn't even hit the budget. I don't think we're going to begin sci-fi for a long time, like a long time. As far as just like sci-fi like this, I think with stuff like this and what sixty-five did, um, I just yeah, I don't think it's when you go when you want to go all the way back to Blade Runner. I think what helped Dune succeed was the fact of the cast being so strong and just the way they mark they because Warner Brothers did market it to hell when that was coming out and uh, we'll see what Dune Part 2 does but um these sci-fis uh they're just they are tough unless you're like routed with some big IP like a big popular book or something for the most part it's just not gonna go well and it's a huge bummer huge bummer yeah so, original yeah. sci-fi historically like uh, that's the other thing is people pretend like this is such a new thing but really i mean for the last few decades original sci-fi just doesn't pop off like that so uh mm-hmm. it has to like gain these cult followings and i don't know and and it's tough because these movies are hard to make for cheap so that's why yeah, sci-fi yeah. is such a gamble compared to horror. You know, they can make these original films and, you know, do mm-hmm. it and be okay because their budgets are small. Um, sci-fi, yeah. Sci-fi and fantasy both. They have a problem with getting folks in for those original films. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the answer yeah. is, really. So they didn't really... Yeah. Uh, the $80 million budget basically add only about five mil to that marketing because they did not market this film at all either yeah and it's uh i mean i thought the mark i feel like the marketing was what they could have done i think yeah i just don't know what more you could really do and uh i um i think 
it's a bummer too. And I, I really hope this doesn't mean that because I'm a big fan of John David Washington, but I feel like he's gonna have like a stigma put you know how long you know how for the longest uh Margot had the stigma of like not being a draw or whatever <laughs> it was, and then like she completely killed him with like, you know, Barbie coming out. And now she's like the biggest yeah. star right now, you know, of this year at least. I hope that kind of renaissance happens for John David Washington. So I feel like um, if you look at his work and how they perform, I feel like a stigma could be made from that. And I hope that doesn't happen because um, I think he's a great lead and he could be a great lead and stuff and more things. So I would hate to see that happen, you know. The so, people uh, are saying flop. Yeah, they're saying flop, I know. So, uh, all right. Any other stories? Amsterdam, Tenet. Malcolm and Marie. Yeah, I know, I know. Now creator flopping again. Was it? He keeps. They they keep putting him in these little sci-fi's, and you know, Tenet at least had the pandemic to talk about. But this, yeah, I know. But no, (laughs) this weekend was outside of Swift. Pretty not good. Uh, Only the top eight made over a million dollars at the box office. Yeah, when you get into like number nine and ten, it's like Equalizer three dropping to nine sixty, Dumb Money dropping to nine twenty. Well, I think Dumb Money is doing okay for the most part, but you know, not the greatest. Barbie still in the top fifteen with four hundred eighty-five thousand. Yeah, so um, like freaking digital and everything at this point. Like, yeah, all right, Barbie. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah so it's nice to see that. the nun holding. A haunting in Venice had a really good hold. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. even know what the hell the blind is. Get that out of here. Uh, <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, so then uh, let's get into let's actually get into some things coming up soon because we haven't talked about our tracking in a long time, and we got to get into tracking. You know, a specific movies that are come up. Hold on, just let. Just Don't start. Don't do just it. Let me ex- Let me explain, man. But all right. So coming up next week, we, what do we have? We have Killers of a Flower Moon. Like, how how are you? What are you thinking for this? Because right now, the three day tracking, they have it at thirty three to forty two million. Oof. I think that's really? really. I think that's really high. That's very and optimistic. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Domestic. Yeah. 40, 33 to forty two. And that's a three hour, isn't it like three hours and a half or something like that? Yeah. Um, and his last film we can't compare because obviously it released only to Netflix. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what we could even compare this to for Scorsese. Um, because, let's see, Silence was long, right? <laughs> yeah, silence was motherfucking three hours and one minute. So see, y'all think we playing when we talk about Scorsese? That man don't know how to make a short movie. Um, okay. Earlier today, I looked up the runtime for Shutter Island, and I was shocked to see two hours and eighteen minutes. I was, I was the shortest shocked. movie of his career. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so like, like Silence only made seven point one in its first weekend. Now mm. I do think Killers. Of the Flower Moon is going to do better than that, obviously, because I think it's been better marketed and it's more accessible of a, a trailer. Mm-hmm. Wolf, but I don't I, think uh, it's as accessible as Wolf of Wall Street. So I feel like Wolf of no, Wall Street they may I, seem a lot more fun and like people will go see it. So and Wolf of mm-hmm. Wall Street only made sixteen or no, hundred. Sorry, that's the whole. Where is the damn debut, Beesh? Where is the debut? <laughs> oh, it did a five-week. They did? 19.4. So they're saying that, that this is going to make more than... Yeah, they're saying it's going to make more than all of Scorsese's recent films. I, I, I also think the, the time is weird because it's like it's like October. Remember, we were talking about this, and I said, this is a November-ass movie. And um, I don't know, dude. I I man, it's a long movie too, like forty million. I don't know, dude. I'm gonna go like twenty five. At the I mean, most, that's a I very was gonna, optimistic tracking. No, that very it very much is. I mean, I'm gonna like go Scorsese even like twenty. Scorsese films don't open like that. 
you know? Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street did 18 million. That's with 18. Leonardo. And that's, and yeah, with it, and it seemed yeah. fun. Like the trailers were fun. They mm-hmm. seemed lively. So even though it was long, you were like, okay, well, this looks like a good time. So let's, let's hit it. Maybe, Bo- maybe Box Office Pro is on some on some something because even five nights at freddy's they have it at 41 to 60 million what <laughs> i don't know oh, larry no. okay am i looking at a wrong real. list what is this no this is the list this is they're, okay but they they are wild and i just if <laughs> five what? nights at freddy's opens at 60 million dollars i'll just lay down and die like <laughs> that is wild I know. I don't know what's going on. Let's see. So I, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna go around twenty for killers for, uh, of the for killers of the flower moon. Same, same. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Like I'm gonna go around twenty as well. I just I, I can't believe it making like forty. Being at three and a half hours, that's nuts. Um, <sighs> nuts. So uh, okay, let's get some other tracking here. Our big uh, discussion that we have to have, Larry, come on now. Down. The Marvels. <laughs> the Marvels opening November 10th, 2023. Tracking right now is at 50 to 75 million. And if you go on your AMC app, it is looking fucking bleak for this movie. And uh, Larry. I don't know, dude, because uh, it's not like we came out the gate like, oh, this is not going to do. We were saying in the hundreds, I was saying like still, like I think it's going to do like, I said, I think it's going to do around what Ant-Man did at like 105 or something like that. That's what yeah. I, I said around Ant-Man. I was like, Hannah, you got to get it. It ain't doing no $1 billion, $156 million opening. It ain't happening. I was like hundred around 105 and I think we'll be happy if it did that. I don't know what you said, but uh, we were both in that low hundred. So pre-sales went out, and uh, first of all, the engagement. I I've been I've been like I've been I've been looking like the engagement. Usually, when a Marvel's coming out, a Marvel movie, like the engagement is like insane on like whatever social media. But like on X, it was like it's just like minimal likes and minimal retweets and views and and i was just like eh, maybe it's just a bad day i don't know and then uh you go into the pre-sale and usually at the low end when it comes to a marvel movie usually you would have a group of people like a group a solid group it won't be like like i'm gonna go to like eternals there as you know when tickets went on sale a solid group was you know a, a solid group of tickets were taken right when you go into Quantumania, same thing a solid group of tickets were taken then when you get closer and closer is when it starts to get not packed but you know it's not it's not dead you know i don't think i've ever said that for a marvel movie release that's more like dc right now so this movie the pre-sales have been i think they've been on sale for about a week or so and uh it's looking like early stage dc shazam fury of the gods type looking stuff with like two seats taken and uh I don't know. So, I don't know, Larry. Taken. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. Come on now. We, look, see, this is why I had to roast again. Because even if Marvel opens and Marvel's opens in 50 to 75, why is that still, like, the best that a DC <laughs> film can hope to do is 50 Come to 75? Come on, man. Why you gotta... And this is about to be the worst. Like, um, yeah. so yeah. if it does open under uh, at 70 or less... That's going to be the worst opening in the MCU's history. So there's a good chance the, the Marvels is looking at the worst ever for MCU. So also what I want to touch on is this this idea that um, I saw this tweet and it made me so... And I was like, guys, we got to stop doing this when it's our faves. Cause you gotta be subjective. I know that's like you hear me saying that you're like Dwayne, but what about sometimes when you? I get it, right? But like when it comes to box office, I feel like you gotta be subjective. And I, I'm trying to think of an example. I don't know. Like I, like when we were talking about this movie, like I'm looking forward to the movie, 
like but i'm not like i'm not like gung-ho excited for because like you know mcu right now it's just kind of like eh but i was like this i was like this movie i don't just i don't know i think it's gonna do like low mcu but my low was like 90s 100 like early like you know like low 100s is what i was thinking and there's people who are like oh it's because the director is black this and that and it's because of you know the hate for brie larson and i was like bro i mean it ain't it's not that because those incels no because those incels they take up such a small fraction of moviegoers we cannot give them we cannot give them the clout that they want that to 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 sit here and blame the if the movie opens up to this low blame it on them because that would mean they are succeeding and that it's just not the case how many times have incels boycotted a movie and it just didn't work you know that's not that's not a thing right because there's such a small fraction of moviegoers and it's like if this was the case then the first one wouldn't have done as well as it did yeah the issue here is not with the director it's not with the issue here is this is this is strictly a lack of interest and I don't think the trailers have been good. I think we don't. Do you know the villain's name? I don't. Nope. Nope. And uh, I think that's an issue. I think, I, I just think the superhero genre right now, unless it's like a group of people or a character that the audience absolutely loves, like the Guardians and like Spider-Man, we got nothing right now because... I don't know, and it's only and, I, and it's like even last year we had Thor: Love and Thunder, and that did well when it opened. And it, it didn't really end well, but it did okay, you know, for that movie. And Wakanda Forever opened really big and and stuff. But this year alone, like we have to have a conversation because this means that we thought it was DC, but it's looking like it's both, and uh, that's not good. So. I don't know, Larry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is this is rough. Um, uh, you know, we've tried to, like you said, we've really tried to get benefits of the doubt for superhero fatigue, this or that, and mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. This is looking like some kind of fatigue to me. Uh, these yeah. These movies just aren't there. I mean, like we mentioned, Marvel has been able to at least open them big almost every time. But even that yeah, is eroding yeah. before our eyes. And the problem with Marvel has been they can open big, but they don't hold well. And they're yeah, not, exactly. They're not able to hit a billion. Um, mm. So, which was a foregone conclusion recently, you know, just a couple years ago, every Marvel movie was up towards the billion dollar at least. And they all billion, did really well billion, week yeah. after week. Yeah. Now, you know, they might open well, but the last one to hit a billion was a co-production with Sony. It was No Way Home. That's like been their only post-end mm -hmm. game movie to hit a billion dollars at the box office is no way yeah. home so something something is wrong and the this comic book movie land um i don't i don't know i don't know what you do um i think uh, marvel has been trying to kind of revamp their formula in real time yeah. um but oof, the struggle has been yeah. real <laughs> It's been bad. It's been uh, it's been bad as far as just in, just just engagement and interest. And there's just like a there's been like a lull when it comes to just a genre right now. And it's it's sad to see because it's like one of my favorite genres next to horror. Like the comic book movies are like you know that's that's one of my favorite genres. And uh, I it's it's a huge bummer for me to see this kind of go down. And um, yeah, because. Never rooting for. I'm never rooting for these to do what they do. I only, I only, I do like though when you know studio execs can get their comeuppance. Like you know, with the Flash, the Flash. Some of it was a little satisfying to me with how they treated Batgirl, and that's our brand. Mm -hmm. And 
and uh, The Flash is our big boy, the greatest movie of all time ever, ever, and uh, whatever they were saying in those, like, leading up to the movie. And then I just, like, poo-pooed. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Some part of me was like, yeah, good. But when it comes to, like, everything else, like, seeing Blue Beetle and, like, we... Leading up to it, it's like, it's because we're saying that it, it's not going to turn out good. It's not us rooting for that to happen. It's more so like, just like we see the writing on the wall and it's like, I mean, it's, we're ecstatic when we're wrong about, you know, predictions like Barbie, you and I were like earlier this year when we were doing our predictions, you and I both were like, oh man, this has been a great meme culture and stuff for Barbie, but it's going to do like 30 million. You know, that's what we said in the, in that, in that first show of the year when we were doing our, our box office predictions. Then when that movie did what it did, like you and I both were extremely ecstatic that we, we love being wrong when it comes to these, unless it's like a movie I hate, but like we love being wrong when it comes to these box offices and whatnot. Like if, if the Marvel sits here and opens up to like a one, a one Oh one or like a 95, I'd be ecstatic. Like, great. You know, like one ten, Great. But it, I, I, my gut is telling me that it's not going to, and I just, I've never seen numbers like this for an MCU film as far as like going into my app and looking at theaters from all across the country, not just my own local theaters. Like I go in and look at everywhere, and they're looking tough, and it's, it's still early. We're about, we're like less than a month out, you know, we're like like a few days from a month away from it. So we'll see what happens. Maybe they can pick up, but I don't know. I don't know, Larry. I still yeah, don't know. Um, so. I think, yeah, I don't Like you said, I don't even know. Well, I guess we'll yeah. see with Aquaman 2 because the trailer's kind of Whoa. fun, but yeah. that's not going to help <laughs> it. Yeah, so we'll see what happens, everyone. But that is it for our box office report show. Really appreciate you guys all listening. Larry, thank you for joining me and sticking around with all these technical difficulties. <laughs> and uh, that's it, everyone. Larry, let everyone know where they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me over on YouTube and Instagram at Chili Boy Productions and on the Twitters at Chili Boy YT. All right, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinematic94. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.